Christ is enough, the song says. And I think most of us sort of have a general idea, if you're a follower of Jesus, that that should be true. But there seems to me to be a pattern, and maybe just it's my life, maybe it's not yours, that sometimes knowing that uh, Christ is enough still requires something of me to acknowledge that He is indeed enough. Some reminder on a regular basis that He is enough. And here in this prayer the Lord has given us, we sometimes call it the Lord's Prayer, but that may be better described as His prayer in John 17, but certainly the prayer He teaches us, He says, pray then this way. One of the phrases in there actually gets to how we acknowledge that Christ is enough, well, not just in our heads, but every day in our hearts. So today we're talking about praying like Jesus. We're looking at the issue of reliance, praying like Jesus, and our focus today is going to be reliance. And these words, these seven words, help us to understand how Christ is enough. Give us this day our daily bread. Now let's take just a moment. I want you to read it out loud with me. Would you mind? Let's do it. Give us this day our daily bread. I'm a little bit disappointed in your participation. Because it seemed to me we had a lot of enthusiasm thus far in the service, right? We heard enthusiastic announcements. Actually, we heard, I don't know how enthusiastic can I be? And that was pretty enthusiastic. Then we had an amazingly enthusiastic, wonderful time from our choir. I think you can do a little better. Are you ready? Let's pray it from our hearts. Ready? Give us this day our daily bread. Now that's what we're talking about. So give us this day our daily bread is well, a reminder that Christ is enough, but also a reminder of how that's applied on a daily basis. See, the Lord's Prayer has uh, so much in it, right? Uh, and, and so much of it has to do with how we might respond to who God is. The first scholarly article I wrote as a professor years ago was on something called the Didache. And the Didache is an early Christian document that was probably written about similar to the same time the book of Revelation was. And I wrote an article called The Wandering Ecstatic Prophet in the missionary practice of the sub-apostolic church. Let's just say it was quite a party. Um, but in the book of, uh, in, in the Didache, what we find is instruction to pray the Lord's Prayer. Matter of fact, it's, it's included in the Didache and a reminder to pray it three times daily. So why? Why so early did Christians begin to adapt this practice? Sometimes they adapted this practice in a way that would be contrary to the way Jesus said. It's not to be prayed over and over and over and over, babbling like the pagans do. But why did this prayer catch the heart of early Christians? Why is it that I could start right now, our Father, and most of you would know to join in, and I could do that in so many places around the world. Why? Why is this here so powerful? Why did Jesus say? He didn't just say, this is the Lord's Prayer. He said, pray then like this. Now, he didn't say, pray this. That's an important distinction. He didn't say, pray these words over and over. He said, pray then like this. And in doing so, he laid out a construct of prayer that points us to, well, something quite beautiful, and that's why so many respond to it. Give us this day our daily bread. And there's so much in there. Let's put it here again. Look, give us this day. Go back one. I'm sorry. Give us this day our daily bread. Go ahead and go back one. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Notice so much in here, right? Give, right? Us. It's not singular. It's plural. This day daily. What does even this day daily mean? Us, our. Don't miss that. Bread. All of this has significance for us to understand. And we're going to look today at how this prayer moves us, this phrase in the prayer moves us from self-reliance to God-reliance. A key word today 
is the word reliance, right? To see somebody else as your means of making it through because we rely on him every day because he's faithful every day. But this prayer, this phrase in this prayer, reminds us of his faithfulness. So we talk about how God's fatherhood frees us from the burden of daily pursuits to rely on him. We're going to look at how prayer moves us ultimately from relying on ourselves to relying on him. So we're going to do that by talking about praying like Jesus. So Jesus says, pray then this way. Then he prays, our Father. So three things, we'll go through them. Praying like Jesus meets us in our anxiety, changes our perception of God, and fights self-sufficiency. And I think those three things will help us walk through this passage together. So let's go on to praying like Jesus. Number one, meets us. Number one, meets us in our anxiety. Now, we're going to talk about this because I recognize that when we hear anxiety, there are different levels of this. There's the Philippians 6 level, be Philippians 4, 6 level, be anxious for nothing. Some of you hear anxiety, and it's much more than that. There's, there's, uh, there's other factors, and there may be mental illness and others that come to mind when we think of this. And, and recognizing that I'm not talking in the fullness of, of uh, mental illness, we want, we'd want you to uh, come connect with a pastor. We can connect you with counselor and help in the case where there are disorders related. But what I want you to see is, and what you'll find is, one of the ways you know that is, is you follow the biblical teaching, and in the midst of the biblical teaching being followed, you still find yourself trapped in something more. So what then does it look like, though, to follow the biblical teaching? Because here's the thing. Remember, give us this day, our daily bread meets us in our anxiety. Now, what could that be? It could be family, job, finances. could be a point of tension. And our natural bent is to rely on ourselves, our work, our effort, and in the short term, you know, that works. You can actually push through the, the moment that's there. You know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm out of money, I can work more. If I, if I, I can take another job. Uh, when, we, when we work out our anxieties with a natural eye, many times the equation, you know, more work equals more success actually happens, right? But what we lack is security. It can fall apart at a moment, so we can worry, have anxiety about the future. It feels like it's all on my shoulders. That's the weight of anxiety. And Jesus says, don't miss this, Jesus says you are valuable not because of what you do. You're valuable because of who you are and how he views you. You're valuable ultimately because of him it's not on your shoulders. He already placed it on his. Don't miss that. It's not on your shoulders. He already placed it by on, on his. So when you pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, what you're saying is, Lord, I'm relying on you. Give us this day. Give us our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It meets us at that point of need. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I tend to worry at times about the future. I worry about different things, right? I, I, I worry about, at times, I worry about uh, my, um, my children. I have three teenage daughters, so maybe you're like, yeah, duh, you should be worrying. Um, and I do, I worry at times, and I have to rely on the Lord, right? I worry about other steps into the future. You know, Don and I have a plan eventually to uh, step in to be global missionaries and to move to the southern hemisphere after uh, kind of serving here for a season and then, and then go and, and be missionaries. And I worry about where will that be and what will the tensions be in that area. And I, I, I sometimes worry about other things, right? I, I, uh, I, this past week, I, I got a, a diagnosis from my doctor 
And my doctor says to me, well, you know, you've got, because many of you remember I had the big bandage on my head and, and uh, looked kind of ridiculous for a while. And so one physician said to me earlier this week, well, we think it's recurred and uh, we want you to go in to get uh, surgery on it. So I'd have to have that big bandage on my head again. And then I, I go into another doctor later this week. Matter of fact, Thursday, I'm into the surgeon. The surgeon says, that's not what it is. And so, but it's something, it's something else. It's treatable. So that's good. But I got to tell you, for three days, I, I mean, it wasn't, this is a skin cancer, basal cell carcinoma. It's not, but it, that's what they thought. But I got to tell you, I, I, I found myself in the midst of um, anxiety. And maybe you don't experience that, but, but I do. And this passage brings me great comfort. So let me explain why. Because what it says in here is praying like Jesus meets us in our anxiety because give us this day our daily bread is an acknowledgement that God's going to provide for me what I need to get through today. And one of the key themes we see throughout the Bible is that you can't always figure out or plan on tomorrow. So look at Matthew chapter 6, right? It's coming up very soon in our text. It says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So as I was preparing for the message this week, I was worried about, well, is this, is this thing a recurrence of, of this basal cell? Which again, it wouldn't, it's not life-threatening, but it's stretched imagination, but it's kind of in my, it's in my eye socket. And I'm like, this would, this, what would this mean? So I was anxious about my life and and, and, and then thinking about what it means for the future. You know, what, what would that mean? Or what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you'll put on. I, I don't worry too much about my clothes. Let's just pass on that. <laughs> Is life not more than those things? So this week I was reminded about the words of Jesus, give us this day our daily bread. Now, that's a good thing, and sometimes in the midst of it, in God's providential timing, the pastor's working through a passage that relates to the pastor's life, and that certainly was the case this week for me. This one-day-at-a-time feel to it, right? Many of you are familiar with Alcoholics Anonymous and other places having a theme, take one day at a time. But they didn't come up with it. They got it from Jesus, and early in Alcoholics Anonymous, they would read the, God, the Sermon on the Mount every day for 90 days, and you read the Sermon on the Mount every day for 90 days, you'll get one day at a time. That's not the only thing you'll get, but that's one thing you'll get. Matthew 6.34 says it so clearly, don't worry about tomorrow. Now, what's interesting on this phrase, give us this day our daily bread, there's actually a debate about how to translate our daily bread. It could be translated in about three or four different ways. Most go with our daily bread, and I won't spend too much time going through all of them. One is maybe bread for tomorrow is, might be how it's translated, but all the options have one thing in common. They point to Jesus. Now, this is how we know they point to Jesus. You say, Ed, don't they point to people finding food for that day? Okay, here's the thing. Um, one of the ways when we read the Bible, we need to ask the question, how would the early hearers have responded to those words? So when Jesus said, pray, give us this day our daily bread, how would they have respond, responded? Now, this was not at the time. This is important. It may seem a little bit strange to you, but I have to explain this is not a subsistence economy. Now, let me explain what a subsistence economy is. A subsistence economy is an economy where people are simply trying to find, because they're uh, foraging for food or because they're nomadic looking for food, they're trying to find their food for the next day. Okay, so this is not who they were at that time. Now today there are people, there are people who go to Moody Church, right, who are living a subsistence reality 
who, who, are, who are without a home or unsure about where their next meal will come from. So that's not saying that that's not real then and now, but then and now, that was not how most people lived. I mean, think about the New Testament, right? You don't need to have a PhD in any New Testament field to know this. You just have to read the Bible. Because in the Bible, it says, like, don't store up for yourself things in barns. Okay, so they're storing up things, sometimes too much. Jesus is telling them not to worry about things, not because they don't have them. So unless there was a famine or a drought, these people, when they heard, give us this day our daily bread, you should not assume 2,000 years later that this is not about you, because just as much as we are not asking the question, where will my dinner come tomorrow, they were not asking that question. Now, we have much more than them, but they were not a subsistence economy. So this is not a prayer, God, help me find food for tomorrow. This is a prayer for a people who have food for tomorrow, like we have food for tomorrow. And so Jesus is telling us something significant, something even more than God help me find food for tomorrow. Let's take a look at what that might be. Listen again to the phrase, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Now again, don't miss the phrase, this day our daily now, this is not how you would normally say this, so why does it matter? Because when something sounds funny in the Bible, we need to ask, what's the point being made? Could be, give us this day our bread, or give us our daily bread. But no, it's give us this day our daily bread. Here's what I want you not to miss. This is actually a reference that most of the hearers would have thought back to manna in the Old Testament that was God's daily provision supernaturally in the midst of their need, and I'm going to get to that more in just a minute. And the theme of manna was ultimately about reliance upon God. So when Jesus says, pray, give us this day our daily bread, one way we might hear it is, every day remind us to rely on you. So let's look through what that looks like. Number two, we rely on him every day because he is faithful every day. So praying like Jesus, right? Number two on our list, it changes our perception of God. It changes our perception of God. Give us this day our daily bread. Now remember manna in the Old Testament. Some of you might not be familiar with what that is. But manna in the Old Testament, without giving an entire Old Testament message, manna in the Old Testament was this uh, supernatural substance. It literally meant, what is it? And so it's this supernaturally, what is this substance? this food that God would provide. He provided every day as they were faithful. They weren't supposed to store it up because they're supposed to trust God. Matter of fact, once they stored it up and they were all rotted. So, but every day God would provide fresh manna for them as they followed him through their journey. And so the promise is very clear, right? You have stepped out of, in this case, Egypt and slavery. You're on a journey to where I've sent you to be. Every day you can wake up and my promises are true. So when the early Christians, this time Jewish followers of Jesus, would have heard these words, give us this day our daily bread, they would say daily bread, manna. So they would think back to God's provision and ultimately to God's character. Now why does that matter? Well, take a look with me at Matthew chapter 7, coming up later as we go through Matthew. Which one of you if his son asks him for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if asks him for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are, no, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? So Jesus says, here and elsewhere, 
that our Father gives good things, provides for, and to those who ask Him. And then says, pray, give us this day our daily bread. So the clear reminder here is not pray that you'll know where your dinner comes tomorrow, though that very well may be a need for some, and therefore they would appropriately pray for that. But that does not preclude you from praying the prayer because the vast majority of people who heard those words that day did not think, I don't know where tomorrow's meal is coming from. They would have thought, I've got to rely on God every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Now again, the promise is over and over again. Luke chapter 12 puts it this way. It says, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So when you pray this way, you pray, our Father in heaven, your name be holy, and you come to give us this day, you're praying this to our Father, who is holy, who is heaven, in heaven, our Father, you're praying this, you are changing your perspective of God into a loving Father who delights in providing for you, and that is the proper perspective of who God is. Now, again, without going into all the history of bread and bread making in the Bible, because it's fascinating. You could do a whole study on this. I mean, Jesus actually speaks about being the bread of life. Uh, but this comes partly from this manna experience. Remember, every day God would provide them fresh manna in the morning for them to continue their journey. Well, what happens throughout the Old Testament is, is that the people then would eventually get to the place where they were settled, they lived in cities, or they, or they lived in villages, and so bread was made, but then there was a prayer. There's actually a Jewish prayer that specifically thanks God for the provision of the bread. Now, don't miss this, right? When it was the manna, it literally supernaturally appeared. When later they lived in cities and had places where they made bread, bakeries if you will, when that was the case, they still said, thank you God for providing the bread. It was a reminder that everything comes from Him. And so now we hear this 2,000 years later, give us this day our daily bread, and we're reminded that God in His goodness still provides for us. Now, why does that matter? Because we rely on him every day because he is faithful every single day. Okay, so that's not all, right? So praying like Jesus is doing three things, right? Three things. It's first helping us to meet us in our anxiety. Give us this day our daily bread. So I don't need to live in fear. I can trust him, right? I, I, I can trust him uh, for the future. I can trust him for uh, health. I can trust him for my family. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but I can meet, he meets us. Give us, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Changes our perception of God, right? So changes our perception of God. And so, so, so now we see he is a father who loves to provide for his children. But thirdly, it fights self-sufficiency. I don't know about you, you're probably godlier than I am. But I sometimes tend to lean towards self-sufficiency. And when I pray this, it tethers me anew to depend on God. Give us this day our daily bread. Matter of fact, I like the way the New American Standard uh, updated version puts it in Luke 6, 45. It says, for his mouth speaks, for his mouth speaks from that which is, he fills his heart. So when I say, give us this day our daily bread, this aligns my heart that God is the provider and fights the self-sufficiency that's in me 
and maybe it's in you. My, my favorite song changes to week to week, but my favorite hymn right now is probably Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. It, tune, it goes on, tune my heart to sing thy grace. When you say, give us this day our daily bread, you're tuning your heart to an acknowledgement that you need to and you are relying on the Father. It goes on to say, Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God. You see, I don't know about you, but sometimes in the midst of stress, I don't right away go to the Lord. The song goes on, Oh, to grace how great a debtor daily I am constrained to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander. Now, again, I, I would I tell you, I, my heart, just like the hymn writers, just like yours, is prone to wander. Now, not in every possible way, and maybe the ways that I wander now are certainly different than the ways that I wandered when I was 14. But even as I went through kind of a stressful few days this week, I found myself worried, not trusting. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Now again, I recognize that coming before you and saying that there are times when I need to be reminded that I have to rely on God is a risk, because we're taught in seminary not to tell you that we sometimes have struggled. And I know that you don't, and we know that Pastor Lutzer never did. <laughs> Wonderful brother. But, you know, I was reminded in preparing this message that my heart got filled with anxiety and anxiousness just a few days this week, gone now, but just a few days this week, and the answer was simply in seven words, give us this day our daily bread. And when I came back to him and said, Lord, give us this day, I know, I realize I don't have to meet all my own needs thinking that I'm this orphan without a loving father. No, I have a loving father, and, and he's the only one who can truly meet my needs. He can meet me at my point of need, and I will trust him and rely on him because I'm an adopted child that he loves. So this prayer fights against the idolatry of self-sufficiency. Let me say it again. This prayer fights against the idolatry of self-sufficiency. And the dailiness of it is worthy of our attention. Give us this day our daily. Now, it's interesting that one of the things that God seems to do, and it's a recurring pattern, is He seems to say, trust me one step at a time or one day at a time. Think about the Old Testament. It talks about, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And it's a reminder that in the Old Testament days, they literally put little lamps on their feet so they could walk and see just a step. And so God's word gives us a step at a time. And here, it gives us a day at a time. And so when we understand this and we pray, God, give us the strength to trust you this day, I think it changes who we are. Now, you know, people know this all around the world. I was thinking now that this is Memorial Day, weekend, Memorial Day weekend, I was uh, thinking back to I, a few years ago, I had the privilege of uh, the Army Chief of Chaplains, General Carver at the time, asked me to come and speak to the uh, Army Chief of Chaplains training, which is all the head train, I guess, I don't know, about a thousand people there, um, generals and, and on down. And it's hard to serve in our, um, in our armed forces. And chaplains are such a key and essential part of the ministry that's there. Not, not the easiest job in the world to, to considering some of the changes in our culture um, as of late, but 
But it's interesting that you could hear the chaplain say that we have to teach our soldiers, these were, these were army, uh, we have to teach our soldiers to take it one day at a time. And it's just interesting how that phrase has sort of permeated our culture in so many stressful situations. And, and, and I guess I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for people, you know, I think it's for the good and the benefit of society, the flourishing of society, that people not live in anxiety and to the degree they can take something one day at a time. But then I realize I had the privilege to share, you know, at that meeting even about the gospel and they, they don't, they don't you, can, you can speak with great clarity and great specificity in a, in a gathering like that because there's a respect for people of other faiths and I shared mine. But, but I'm struck by the fact that I get that for, for every person, it's good advice. And you can say it to your neighbor who's struggling with his or her marriage It's not a believer. You can say it to someone who's struggling uh, with a physical sickness. You can say it to someone who's trying to get sober or get away from alcohol and drugs. You can say it to all kinds of people. It's always true that we should take it one day at a time. The difference here is that for the Christian, it begins with our Father. Give us this day our daily bread. And the fundamental nature, it's not just I can make it one more day. It's that he's with me and providing for me in this and the next day. Does that make sense? Do you see the distinction between the two? And even this week, I was reminded, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. I was reminded I needed to more deeply rely and say, give us this, this day our daily bread. In a sense, it's interesting because people respond to this, depending upon who they are, uh, and, and they kind of see in their own heart something that they need, right? This prayer, our Father in heaven, your name is holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. You know what's in direct contradiction to give us this day our daily bread? Let me do it myself, God. I don't need you. Now, do it myself. Most of us don't think that way, but, but I got to worry about it myself, or I got I to handle it myself, or I got to take on the pain or the struggle or the fear by myself. And what I would say to you in any of those cases, God's design is not for you to do one day at a time alone, but to instead to bring to Him, give us this day our daily bread. Now, it's interesting. Um, people, sometimes people say prayer doesn't change God, but it changes, changes you. I've heard people say that. Uh, and, I, and I do believe that when we pray, God responds. So I'm, I don't maybe generally use that phrase, but, but I do think the last part of it is, is so completely true. Prayer changes me. So every time that I pray, give us this day our daily bread, I'm saying so many things theologically, right? I am literally saying that, God, I rely on you. That, God, you're faithful to be relied upon. That God, on a daily basis, don't miss the double daily, right? Give us, not the daily double, the double daily. Give us this day our daily bread. So when I hear this, I hear a loving Father who cares for all of my needs, who asks me, who directs me. Jesus says, pray then this way, who directs me not to bring my needs to him in crisis, though that too, but to bring my needs to him daily. Give us this day our daily bread. Would you say it with me? Give us this day our daily bread. Because you know that you're not praying. The very few people here, there would be some, you're not praying to know where your dinner comes from tomorrow. You're praying 
to align your heart in reliance to and upon the very character of God. And so in doing so, praying like Jesus tells us to hear, but praying like Jesus, because he prays our Father in heaven, praying like Jesus meets us in our anxiety because he's there right now. Praying like Jesus changes our perception of God. Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. And praying like Jesus fights the self-sufficiency. And self-sufficiency doesn't always mean that you're out sinning. It just means you're out not relying. Don't miss the distinction, right? I mean, self-sufficiency certainly includes that. I'm going to go do everything I want for myself. But for me, for a couple of days, self-sufficiency just meant I wasn't relying on the Lord in the midst of some anxiety in my life. Now, his sovereignty is key here. I don't want you to miss this, right? But his sovereignty invites us into this beautiful prayer relationships. And so reliance upon Jesus and his sufficiency that's the solution to anxiety and fear. So don't you miss this, right? So ultimately, he is the only one who can provide the kind of help that we see described in the Scriptures. So one day at a time, grin and bear it. You can make it one day at a time. That's good, and there's a place for that. But what I want to say to you is that's different than give us this day our daily bread. You see, according to Hebrews 4.16, there's a beautiful reality. It says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Give us this day our daily bread. I don't know about you, but I find myself at times prone to wander. When I get something that didn't want to hear, when I find something to be stressful, but when I come back to him day by day, acknowledging his sovereignty, that he indeed is sovereign over us. And I pray, give us this day. See, we rely on him every day because he's faithful every day. So I wonder if just now in the quietness of this moment, just stay seated for just a moment. I wonder if we'd do that with me. Paul's playing quietly in the background and he gives us an opportunity to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Just bow your head with me, if you don't mind. Pray. We're not singing yet, we're just praying. Father. We come before you today knowing that this prayer begins with praise, so we give you praise for you are worthy. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But Lord, now we bring our needs before you. So with your head bowed and your eyes closed this morning, could you just do that right now? Just softly but out loud, I'd like every one of us just to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Let's, let's pray it together. Give us this day our daily bread. And I want you to think about the things that worry you, the things you're not sure about, the future you're struggling with, maybe the diagnosis you didn't want to hear, the kids you're unsure about, your parents, your friends, your job. Just right now with me, would you just say, Lord Jesus, I give, just, just silently to the Lord, Lord Jesus, I give that to you. Give us this day our daily bread. Maybe you're in a situation where you're praying for financial provision. Could you just yield that to the Lord and say, give us this day our daily bread? Could you confess with me that maybe you're prone to wander sometimes, to do things in and of your own strength, to 
do things in and of your own way, to worry on your own rather than coming to Jesus. Maybe for just a moment, you can do what I sometimes do, and I put my hands in front of me, and I just hold them out and I hold them open. If you're comfortable, just join me in doing that. Just join me in holding your hands out and holding them open. Because in doing so, I'm opening my hands and letting go. And I'm also ready to receive. And I say, give us this day our daily bread. Father, whatever that is, whatever I struggle with, whatever I'm unsure about, I yield to you. Just take just a moment. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stop talking. But just maybe you got your hands out and your heart open. Would you give to the Lord your concerns and your worries? Would you say to him, give us this day our daily bread? Would you bring whatever your need and your concern is to him? And make it the prayer of your heart. And in just a moment, when you've had a chance to be finished praying, and just be praying, don't worry about anything else, just pray between you and the Lord. And Pastor Tim's going to bring us back, and Rand's going to bring us back as we're going to worship and sing of his sovereignty, because we can trust him daily because he's sovereign always. Give us this day our daily bread. Take just a moment. You do business with the Lord. You yield to him. Trust him today and commit to trust him tomorrow and do this Tuesday and Wednesday. Give us this day our daily bread. Make it your prayer. Just silently between you and the Lord. Take just a moment and you do business with him as you respond to this message.